A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. For this 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time, Father discusses how God disciplines those he loves. Second thing that we don't like as adults, 
We don't like to admit that we are wrong. Let's face it, does anyone like to humble themselves and say that I was wrong? Anybody get joy out of that? We struggle with it. Did you know that every single argument in history, every single argument in history, takes place for one reason? Because somebody in the argument refused to accept that they are wrong. We don't like to do it. But somehow we seem to think that if we say we're wrong, that it makes us less. It hurts our ego, our pride. We can't be wrong. We're right all the time. It'd be nice if we were right all the time. I got news for you. None of us are right all the time. So there must be times when we need to admit that we're not right. We struggle with that. And the third thing that we don't like is being told what to do. How many of us like when somebody walks up and tells us what to do? I mean, what is the first thing that somebody who turns 18, when the first thing that an 18 year old's mouth, as soon as they get that freedom, what do they say to their parents? I'm 18, you can't tell me what to do. It's a good thing they grow up in my house, although we ever said that to my dad, but I still be picking my teeth up before. We don't like being bossed around because we want to be the boss. We don't like following the rules, we want to make them. We don't want to have to be the one that listens to somebody else who wants to be the person who is telling everybody else what they should be doing. We don't like being told what to do. We feel like in some way being told what to do makes us like a little kid. Takes away our autonomy, our freedom. Makes us feel like Somebody doesn't respect us, they're bossing us around. That's exactly why discipline is so difficult for us, because discipline forces us to acknowledge those three things and to confront them and to experience them. It forces us to have to deal with suffering and to acknowledge that bad choices have bad consequences. It forces us to have to endure the difficulty that God Himself endures for us every single time we sin. It forces us to have to embrace the cross a little bit because of something we didn't actually draw the cross about. Discipline makes us suffer for a good end. We have a hard time accepting that. But discipline also reminds us that we're not in charge. We don't get to make the rules. We're not the high authority. We can't do what we want and get away with it. Discipline makes us realize I am not in control of the world. God is. I'm not the authority of the world, God is. I don't get to make decisions for what is right and what is wrong, God does. And discipline puts that right in our face, helps us to realize that. And finding more discipline forces us to acknowledge 
we were wrong. We messed up. We made a bad choice. We did something that was dumb, hurtful, selfish, mean, and puts it right there in our face. That's why God disciplines those whom He loves. Because until we're able to confront suffering, until we're able to acknowledge we're wrong, and until we're able to admit that God is one in charge and we are not, we've just slammed the door of the narrow gate. We pulled it shut so we can't get through. It's a shame that we don't like discipline because the narrow gate is only for those who embrace it, accept it, want it, and love God for it. When we deny discipline, we deny love. Because love is meant to build us up, to make us better. Everything God does is an act of love. Everything God does is for our good. Everything God does is to make us something more. To bring us to the fullness of who we're supposed to be. To make us people who are great. So we start seeing discipline in a negative light, we've just destroyed the very thing that we need in order to become that and to be great. But we live in a world that we recognize athletes need to be disciplined. They need to be pushed a little bit harder. We embrace this and say yes, so they can become the best athlete they can be. It seems like other areas of our life have just thrown it all out completely. I was going to say teachers embrace discipline, but nowadays it seems like they've thrown that right out the window, which is why we have some problems in the schools that we have. Because discipline is bad. We don't want to cause anybody any type of difficulty or challenges or struggles or pain. I find it comical that we have a hard time disciplining a student. We don't want them to be feeling any type of discomfort, but at the same time, we'll let them join the football team and get their head knocked around a little bit and say, that's good, but discipline is bad. So okay for them to break their leg playing soccer, but heaven forbid they actually have to feel a little bit of discomfort because they can't go watch a movie, that's bad. Discipline is necessary for us to grow in our relationship with God. It's necessary for us to be able to recognize the struggles of our sinfulness and to overcome them. God disciplines never out of anger. He doesn't do it to be mean. He does it for the exact opposite reason. And we should embrace that. We should want that. We should also be willing to give that. As soon as we stop entering into that disciplined life, we lose that incentive to embrace suffering. We're not confronted with the difficulties and the wrongness of our sin. We seem to think that we can still make the rules. Okay, question time.
How many of us have a tendency to go a little bit over the speed limit when we drive? Look at us. I'm guessing probably 80% of people would raise their hand if they were going to be honest with you. Okay, that's definitely something that we do. How many of us have received a ticket in our lifetime? How many of us were happy to receive the ticket in our lifetime? Nobody. We're not happy because we think somehow the law is saying, you can't tell me I can't speed. I just go to speed if I want to. How dare you give me a fine that I pay $200 to stop speeding? I don't want to deal with that punishment, that pain. That's not right, that's not fair. I wasn't wrong, I was justified in my speeding. I mean, I was trying to get to church and I woke up like 20 minutes late and I wanted, didn't want to miss Father's holiday. Well, that might be a good reason for you to speed. Anyway, no, it's not a good reason for you to speed. The fact is, we want to get something we think the rules should be bent around my life. I shouldn't have to bend my life around these rules. So we get upset because we got a ticket. I want you to think about something, the way discipline works. What if God had told you that if that policeman had not stopped you, pulled you over for speeding, that two miles down the road, because you were speeding, you killed somebody. How many of you would now be thanking God for the ticket? I'm guessing every one of us. And that's how discipline works. It stops us in our tracks. It makes us realize I need to pull back a little bit. I can't keep living this life because something bad always happens in our sin. And if we're not confronted with the sorrow, the difficulty, the challenges, the hardship of our sin, we continue to do it. And I've got news for you. Every time we sin, something in the world dies. The wages of sin is death. Every sin causes some death in the world in some way. Somebody's being made less because we choose less. The discipline to help wake us up to that reality, to turn us around, to open our eyes to the truth of where God wants us to be. And yes, it hurts. It's supposed to hurt. If we don't experience the pain of our decisions, then we lose that motivation to not have to want to experience it again. If every time we receive the ticket for speeding, the cop said, here's a dollar, that's all you have to pay, how many of us would stop speeding? We'd see the cop, what we'd probably do, roll our window down, we're speeding past 90 miles an hour, and we'd throw them two dollars and say, here, here's a tip. That's not how our spiritual life is supposed to be. God disciplines those we love because he wants us to experience the greatest life possible. The greatest life possible is not a life of sin. And we need to once and all just recognize that the struggles that we face, the sorrow we're dealing with, the pain that we have to endure is our fault. And embrace that. Instead of yelling at God for the trials that we're dealing with, just simply say, thank you, God, for these trials. 
Because I don't want to have to have to face you. And know that I killed somebody because I refused to listen. The narrow gate is to those who accept this truth. The wide path is to those who don't want it. There is no wide path to heaven and kingdom, everybody. There's only the gate of Christ. You want to know what that gate shaped like? Let me remind you. It looks like that. Until we embrace that, recognize the sinfulness in causing that, and realize the one who is dealing with that is one in charge. The narrow gate will be closed to us forever. That is absolutely the last thing that God wants for us. It should absolutely be the last thing that we want for ourselves. One parting thought on discipline. There's one person who hates discipline more than anybody else in all the universe. He hates authority. He hates to admit that he's wrong. He absolutely hates the idea of suffering in any way. You know who that person is? Say, it doesn't work out too well for him. It won't work out any well, any better for us. The Lord disciplines those whom he loves. He loves us. Let's accept his gift and love for him and family.